Happy Friday, everyone. It is a beautiful morning here at Covenant Network. It's Roadmap to Heaven on a Friday morning with the Roadmap Roundup. I'm Adam Wright, joined in studio this morning by Dan Vonderhaar and Angela Miller. We'll hear from them in a little bit. But first, let's start the day the right way. Let's start the day with prayer. We've got our morning offering for you, as always. But then today we thought we would pray a litany. I like litanies on Fridays. I like litanies every day of the week. And today we're going to pray the litany of the most precious blood. So we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, hear us. Jesus, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven. Have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world. Have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God. Have mercy on us. Blood of Christ, only begotten Son of the Eternal Father. Save us. Blood of Christ, incarnate Word of God. Save us. Blood of Christ of the New and Eternal Testament. Save us. Blood of Christ falling upon the earth in agony. Save us. Blood of Christ shed profusely in the scourging. Save us. Blood of Christ flowing forth in the crowning with thorns. Save us. Blood of Christ poured out on the cross. Save us. Blood of Christ, price of our salvation. Save us. Blood of Christ, without which there is no forgiveness. Save us. Blood of Christ, Eucharistic drink and refreshment of souls. Save us. Blood of Christ, stream of mercy. Save us. Blood of Christ, victor over demons. Save us. Blood of Christ, courage of martyrs. Save us. Blood of Christ, strength of confessors. Save us. Blood of Christ, bringing forth virgins. Save us. Blood of Christ, help of those in peril. Save us. Blood of Christ, relief of the burden. Save us. Blood of Christ, solace in sorrow. Save us. Blood of Christ, hope of the penitent. Save us. Blood of Christ, consolation of the dying. Save us. Blood of Christ, peace and tenderness of heart. Save us. Blood of Christ, pledge of eternal life. Save us. Blood of Christ, freeing souls from purgatory. Save us. Blood of Christ, most worthy of all glory and honor. Save us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us, O Lord. You have redeemed us, O Lord, in your blood. And made us for our God a kingdom. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, you have appointed your only begotten Son, the Redeemer of the world, and willed to be appeased by his blood. Grant, we beg of you, that we may worthily adore the price of our salvation and through its power be safeguarded from the evils of the present life so that we may rejoice in the fruits forever, in its fruits forever in heaven through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well... That was nice to pray. You know, I, I'm ready to pray the sorrowful mysteries that, of the rosary was, right now. Actually, I think my, my blood pressure just went down like 10 points. Good. <laughs> that that, that Good. was wonderful. Indeed. Well, Dan Vonderhaar, it's been a while. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. It feels great to be in the studio with you guys. Absolutely fantastic. I know. I was really looking forward to this morning. And uh, the always lovely Angela Miller's with us today. And how are you? It's. I mean, it's been a long time. I think it's been since maybe November. 
for early December. No, no, you were here for the Christmas roundup. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, Christmas. yeah. Yes, yes, here for Christmas. But it's it's really really good to be back. It's so nice, and it's good to see everybody's faces. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, here we are. It's hard to believe we are almost one month down here in the new year. That's crazy. One down, eleven to go. Um, I I'm thinking ahead to next week. I mean, we got a lot going on next week with presentation of the Lord and or purification of Mary or Candlemas, depending on who you talk to and and who you ask, and uh, a lot going on there. Plus Groundhog Day. There's always that. I got to watch the movie. It's greatest movie ever. One of my one of my favorites. One of my favorites. So that's going on. Uh, Before we go to the weather this morning, because the kids, it's one of those days. There are flurries outside, and of course the kids open up the door and they're like, "It's snowing." And we're like, no, that that is not snowing. That is called flurries, and that's going <laughs> to blow off the road before you finish breakfast at, at my <laughs> in-law's house and, and get to school. And they're like, no, we're going to cancel school. I'm like, no, no, we're not. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, so we, we do want to get to the weather for you here in a moment, but I want to let our St. Louis listeners know about something special we've got going on today. You're probably awaiting your St. Louis review to be delivered. You've been hearing about this uh, program, All Things New. And uh, later on today, we actually have a special program for our St. Louis listeners on uh, KHOJ, WRYT, and 96.7 and and, and so on in the uh, St. Louis metro area. We're going to have a special presentation with Archbishop Rosansky at 3.30 this Mm. afternoon. Uh, 3 o'clock, we pray the chaplet, and then we pray the rosary, and then right at about 3.30, we will uh, we'll be hearing from Archbishop Brzezinski about all things new. So um, set an alarm on your phone right now. Tune in at that time. Uh, for those of you outside of the St. Louis metro area, you get great old, good old Covenant Network programming uh, for you. So set an alarm. Tune in and pray the chaplet and, and the rosary and then listen to good programming. You Just keep us on all day, right? <laughs> you know, just, just keep us on all day. Why not? It's good, solid Catholic programming here on Covenant Network. Uh, before I go too far off the rails here, we're going to turn now to Mike Roberts for that check of the weather. Today, we're going to have flurries in the morning, some sun in the afternoon. It'll be breezy and cooler than yesterday with a high of 28 degrees and 14 degrees cooler than the normal high. Tonight, even colder, partly cloudy with a low of 8. Saturday and Sunday, lots of sun both days, a high near 40 on Saturday, 42 on Sunday. And we're watching midweek next week. There will be a powerful weather system coming through the Midwest with rain on Wednesday that could bring us snow on Thursday. We will keep you posted. Today is the Memorial of St. Thomas Aquinas, doctor of the church and patron saint of Catholic schools. Born in Sicily in 1225, his father was a knight in the service of King Roger II. He began his education at Monte Cassino. When war broke out, Thomas was sent to Naples and in his studies was drawn to the philosophy of Aristotle. At 19, Thomas made plans to join the Dominicans and become a priest, but his mother was bitterly opposed and sent his brothers to kidnap him and bring him back to the family castle where he was held as a prisoner for a year. When Thomas refused to change his mind, his mother allowed him to escape and he returned to the Dominicans, becoming a priest and going on to study in Paris and then Cologne with St. Albert the Great. Thomas became a professor, served Pope Urban IV, directed the Dominican schools in Rome and turned down an appointment to be the abbot at Monte Cassino. 
Thomas used natural theology and philosophy to demonstrate that through reason, God becomes obvious. Thomas saw reason as a divine gift from God. His greatest contribution to the Catholic Church came in the form of his extensive writings. In Summa Theologica, which he never finished. Thomas addresses all of Catholic theology, but he stopped writing after having a vision of heaven while celebrating Mass on December 6, 1273. After his vision of heaven, he said, I cannot go on. All that I have written seems to me like so much straw compared to what I have seen and what has been revealed to me. He died one year later in 1274. St. Thomas Aquinas, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. We are back. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Friday morning. It is Roadmap Roundup Friday, and uh, Angela Miller, Dan Vonderhaar here with me in studio today. And it's been a while. You know, we were talking about that before we went on the air, and Angela, you kind of mentioned this. It's it's been a while, and the the reality is I I got sick, and I was out for two weeks. And uh, I'm going to tell you, if you've ever seen... And I want to say, I, I don't even remember which one of the Marvel movies it is, but there's this one scene, Captain America is on the rooftop, and he's got like one hand holding onto the building, one arm grabbing the building, the other one's grabbing a helicopter that's trying to take off, and he's he's literally pulling the helicopter down because he's Captain America, exactly. and he, he can do that. And uh, that's what it's felt like for the last two weeks. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, I have been overwhelmed trying to keep the family going and get the kids to where they need to. And we've had a lot of help that I am very grateful for, especially for my in-laws. But it's been overwhelming. And on top of that, you don't feel good because you're sick and you're miserable. And uh, I remember there was one day I was about at my wit's end and our our four-year-old comes in and she's just... she doesn't know how to express what she's feeling, and she's like, "It just hurts. It really, really hurts. It really, really hurts." And I said, "Nora, we need to uh, we need to offer it to Jesus for the holy souls." And she goes, "Why do the holy souls want it?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> Wisdom. <laughs> Who would want to feel this way, Dad? Oh. But it was a great reminder for us. You know, sometimes we do feel miserable when we're sick, and sometimes we feel miserable maybe because we're sad or we're depressed or we're lonely. Uh, but even in those times, as the litany reminded us this morning. Um, we are called to keep our focus on the Lord and on the eternal, that even in those moments, there can be great sanctification. But first, we have to keep our focus. So, Angela Miller, how do you keep your focus when you're not feeling the greatest? You know, um, my focus on heaven is is sometimes a little bit confusing because heaven is just so much different than the world that we inhabit. But the people that are there have certainly experienced the suffering that I'm experiencing. Mm. So I I really lean on the fact that there are holy people who are in heaven who have experienced my suffering or way worse suffering. And so I'll read the lives of the saints. Um, I'll think about the kind of suffering that Mary, Joseph, and Jesus went through. I mean, there have been times where I've just been very stressed and thinking about the kind of stress it took to take the flight into Egypt, I definitely um, will just meditate on those sort of experiences. And, and sometimes it just really takes the edge off. <laughs> it really makes things easier to to know that people who 
Uh, I, well, I mean, I want to be a saint. So to be able to think about the saints and, and compare my life to them and hopefully then act like them, respond like they did, um, that's what works for me. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so, you know, Adam, for me, I, I think uh, I, I've talked about it before, about having this spiritual trophy case, right? This place that you can go back to, things that you know that were rough and uh, you got through it with Christ and uh, here you are again in a, in a difficult spot. And so I go back to that spiritual trophy case and remind myself, you know what? Actually, some of those situations in the past were far worse mm-hmm. than what I'm dealing with right now. And this is going to pass, right? This is going to be okay. Um, and, you know, I, and this may not work for everybody, but, you know, um, I try to be intentionally joyful and even whimsical, right? You know, like even yesterday, I was kind of having a just a bit of a moment and frustrated and I had to run to the grocery store and I'm in the grocery store. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to see if I can just bring just a little bit of joy to somebody. Just a, mm. And of course I got this great cashier, right? <laughs> Heather, who was like hundred percent ready for it. And suddenly I felt amazingly better, right? Just because I had this interaction with Heather at Schnucks. So, um, so, I, you know, I'll try to do that, but, um, uh, I love this idea, Angela, that you just gave me about, you know, you know, taking it from a, a perspective of the saints and from, from, you know, the lives of the saints and, and the lives of our Savior. I like it. Love it. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, we were looking for a newborn picture of Nora the other day and going through all of the pictures from that time, we came across these ones and I'm thinking to myself, why is she laying on a bath towel? You know, she's like fully dressed in these cute newborn outfits, laying on a bath towel. And then I remembered that was when the the great GI bug of 2017 went through <laughs> our house. And I mean, it seemed like we, we'd finish one load of laundry and immediately we'd be filling the washer back up to do something else. And even in those moments, it's like, Lord, I, I if nothing else, I need you. I, I believe in you because I couldn't do this without believing in you. I mean, there's so many other reasons I believe in the Lord. But I was thinking as we prayed our litany this morning that, um, and, and I don't know, Dan, if you remember back to when you and Amy went to childbirth class, childbirth prep class. But I remember what they told they told Beth in the class that when you feel pain, that is your body's way of saying you need to move, you need to move, you need to shift, you need to, to whatever. And when you're 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 sick and you're miserable and you're in bed and you you hurt everywhere and you don't want to move. I kind of think it might be a time to move spiritually. And so mm. I was looking at this litany, and this is why I love litanies. And this is why I think everybody should have a book of litanies or of prayers that you keep somewhere convenient. And if you don't have a book, you can find them online, um, but to keep going back through those invocations and, and and just meditate on each one or just say them and and focus on saying them. Maybe if, you, if you're too stressed or you're in too much pain or misery to meditate, just focus on the act of saying them. Say them over and over because one, they're efficacious, and two, and two, I think it kind of helps pull us away from that that pain we're feeling and gives us somewhere else to put our focus. Because I'm definitely the kind of person if I don't do that, I just start stewing on what is like a minor ache because I might have stubbed my toe five minutes later. I, I've obviously got a broken foot. Right. I think um, I, I'm the type of person that does that stewing as well like I'll think about the thing over and over again so it's good like you're you're saying to replace it with something else yep and so I replace it usually with a phrase 
And I go to, um, there's this great little novena that, and there's a line that you're supposed to say 10 times, um, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Yeah. And that phrase over and over again just dispels whatever crud is in my head at the moment, whether it's my own sort of uh, anxiety repeating in my mind or maybe an anger or, that I feel towards somebody else. But knowing that, yes, I trust in you, Jesus, and I'm just going to surrender this, finally just repeating it enough dissipates it. <laughs> so in athletics, I call that, you know, relentless, you know, solution mindset, right? That, you know, you, you make an error, you know, as a professional ball player. And, you know, how do you move on? Because there's another pitch coming, right? How do you move on? And you have to have a solution mindset. And you just described this beautiful spiritual solution mindset, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm, I'm walking down this mental road. I'm creating my own rabbit hole here. How do I get out of this? And you just gave a, a beautiful way to do that. You know, that phrase 10 times, right? Mm-hmm. That puts you in a spiritual solution mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. I love that. I'm, t- I'm stealing that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you one more here, Dan Vonderhaar, but I, I'm going to be honest. I'm stealing this from Father Stan Fortuna, mm. uh, Franciscan Friar of the Renewal, who gave this great catechesis on one of my favorite writings of John Paul II, St. John Paul II, Salvifici Dolores, on the Christian meaning of human suffering. And chapter four, or part four, is titled this, Jesus Christ, Suffering Conquered by Love. And he, he said, break that down. You know what? Get your rosary beads. I'm not going to try and talk like Father Stan. I'll do a disservice to everyone I know from New York. Uh, <laughs> he, but he said, grab your rosary beads and just start going around the rosary on that. Suffering conquered by love. Suffering conquered by love. You're in the heat of it. You're, you're in pain. You know, like w- my son was uh, in a lot of pain the other day with something he's got going on. And I told him, I said, just let it out, son. Let it out. Don't try to hold it in. Let it out spiritually. Suffering conquered by love. We're going to take a break here on the Roadmap Roundup this Friday morning. When we come back, we're going to be talking about how to, uh, especially if you're confined to the home like I was, how to have a good prayer space in the home. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network. Don't go anywhere. We're back. We're talking about Colorado during the break and Looking out the window at the sky is just, you know, there's a gray in the air of when it's snowing early in the morning. Even though it's just flurries, children, you will have school today. Uh, at least you're not, it's not getting canceled due to weather. Um, but it, it takes me back to when, when Beth and I went to Colorado and I, I left part of my heart there. I, I love Colorado. It's beautiful. Colorado Springs, Manitou Springs. Oh, I could go back. If only we could take the show on the road to Colorado, wouldn't that be great? But we can't. We're we're here, and uh, that that's the reality. And you know, for me, the reality was for a, about a minimum of ten days, shall we say? Um, I was stuck at home, and I was like, "All right, well, I need I need a space. I need a space for my sanity. I need a space to pray." And we uh, we rearranged some furniture recently. And it's amazing the effect that has visually on a room. Like, wow, I feel like I'm in a whole different room now. It's <laughs> the same room I was in yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. But it feels like a whole new room. And I thought, this is why it's so important to be intentional about how we, uh, how we treat our spaces. Because they can be very conducive or they can, you know, be very distracting. So a prayer space in the home is something we talk about from time to time on the show. And 
I'm curious, Dan Vonderhart, do you have a prayer space in your home? And if so, what does it look like? I do. You know, we moved um, just about uh, two and a half years ago. And so uh, I had to kind of figure that out. And I just hadn't settled in. But then uh, there's this little, maybe about, you know, six by four foot cubby that we have. And um, really only just a couple months ago, Adam, uh, I put a chair, a little round table and a lamp. And I love this lamp. This lamp is like this 1920s looking mm. lamp. It's kind of cool. And uh, and I wasn't utilizing it. Like I created it for this purpose. And I'm like, oh, why am I not spending time here? You know, this is the whole reason I did this. And uh, then I said, all right, you know what I'm going to do? The office is at the other end. I am not going to go into the office in the morning until I stop here. Mm, you know, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I will not pass go, right? I got to, <laughs> I'm going to say. And so for the last few months, I've been doing that. You know, I, I will, I refuse to go to the office until I've spent 10, 15, 30 minutes in this space. And I have received a ton of grace in the last mm-hmm. few months and just uh, Lectio Divina. And, and, just, and so, uh, so yeah, I, I do, I do have one now, but I had been missing it. So I'd, if you're listening and you do not have a space that you've really carved out for this, absolutely find a way to get it yeah i uh when we moved into our new place we um when we got married this summer we were like okay this room is our bedroom this room is the office slash prayer room and um we kind of we got a little table we got all of our um we have these big candles from when we were doing mass at home we have uh, lots of pictures and statues in this area, and it it's the office. <laughs> so it, it hasn't necessarily been the best space for that. So I think in the beginning, a lot of our prayer space was actually just on our living room couch, but there was a different spirit about when we had our prayer time there, if we got our coffee out and our rosaries out in the morning, and there's all these images of of Jesus and Mary in our in our living room, and that has just been. I'm a, a natural light person. I need natural light to to feel at peace, and so that has been a really good space for me. But uh, very recently, we've started using, kind of designating. Okay, this part of the office as our prayer space, and Greg is so good. He's setting the mood. He's got the lights turned off, the candles turned on, and. Then it's a different room, you know, mm. if you can create, I mean, if you're limited on space, but if you can be creative and, and make it uh, feel different, then it can be a really positive prayer experience. I couldn't do it, Angela. I, so I tried. I tried mm-hmm. having the prayer space in the office. And mm-hmm. the, the truth is, I enjoy my work. I love, I love mm-hmm. being in there and, and, you know, doing all that. And so I just couldn't separate the two. Really? I just, I just couldn't do it. So. Yeah. It really didn't click for me until I moved it to its own tiny little space. But, uh, but if if you can make that work, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, and I think setting setting the tone, setting the mood is critical. Yeah. yeah. I also will tell you the dream one day. One time I saw Jason Everett speak at a conference. He turned one of their walk-in closets into a chapel, mm. and they had kneelers for all the kids. And I was just like, "Man, that is the dream one day." <laughs> We're not there yet, but that would be very cool. Well, you know, like St. Francis, one one brick at a time here, yeah. one one stone <laughs> at a time. Rebuild my. How church. about you, Adam? Well, you know, I, I was going to say there's a couple things that. Uh, we're very blessed to have a prayer space here in the office at Covenant Network. In fact, when I sit at my desk throughout the workday, I'm I'm staring down 
the sacred heart of our Lord, or he's staring me down, probably. <laughs> he, he, he's coming after me, and I love it. I love it. Um, but it's great to be able to just have a place. And, and it doesn't have to be a room. Like at home, we don't have a room, but we have some devotional areas and where we have images up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's great to be able to just get up, and, and even if you're just going to go stand in front of a picture on the wall, to have a place where you can dedicate your focus. But, you know, one big thing for me is the crucifix and, and just crosses in mm-hmm. general, having them everywhere that you can put your gaze. So, like, going back to feeling miserable, right, it's one thing to say meditate upon the cross of our Lord. It's another thing when you're lying in bed and you're too tired to move and your, your head is pounding and your muscles ache and you're just – you stare up and right above the headboard is the crucifix because, you're you know, you – your whole marriage is rooted in the uh, in the passion and death of our Lord, that you're called to die to one another. So you have the crucifix above the bed. And when you're feeling miserable, you can just look up and see our Lord on the cross and meditate upon his wounds. You know, I have another cross at home that's, that's uh, hanging on the wall on my side of the bed that I absolutely love. When I uh, worked out in the parish, the, the last parish I was at, we were doing a retreat for our parish staff and, and school faculty and we were going through some some difficult times uh you know just navigating change and um we all were feeling really broken at the time and i i remember that you know you and i are called to be like the moon right we're called the moon doesn't light up on its own the moon reflects what the light of the sun and so mirrors do the same thing if, if a mirror shines light um it's because the light is coming from somewhere else so i had this mirror and i i said this is us and then I took a hammer and I broke it. And everyone was like, oh, he broke a mirror. There's glass everywhere. And I, I had a tarp down. And um, I said, you know, we're broken, but we can still reflect the light. And then I got out a disco ball, which is just a bunch of little pieces of, of mirror, you know, put together like a mosaic. It's not one solid piece. And then put lights on it and said, even even in a broken state, it can, it can make things amazing. Mm. You know, God can work amazing things with us when we're broken and we offer our brokenness to him. Fast forward, the art teacher took all those shards of glass. Uh, we saved them, and she uh, made a cross out of clay and then put those in like a mosaic and fired it and, and everything. And when I left to come here to the radio station, that was my parting gift from the oh, school faculty. That's awesome. And it reminds me that, you know, like the earlier this week, I was in tears because at home it's been stressful, and I don't have it together. But it was a reminder for me that even in those moments when I don't have it together, God can still do amazing things if I say, Lord, here is the craziness, the chaos, and just the the falling apart, the messiness of my life. Can you use it for something beautiful? And he can. And that's why I think it's so important to have these things around our homes. And I mean, you know, you may not work in a Catholic radio station. You might have a little cubicle. Can you put a little prayer card on your desk? Mm-hmm. If you're not even allowed to put a little prayer card on your desk, can you put the wallpaper of your phone so that when you grab your phone and you look at it, you've got something to draw you into prayer? Um, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to have a catequiz question for you. It might be about the opera. It might be about the opera, but I don't <laughs> think, I don't know. You'll have to stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. Dan, you mentioned it's the new year, um, which it doesn't feel like it because it's also January 28th. Still and, new. You know, it, it is still new. Um, it's new bre- month. breaking in a little bit, you know. And um, the other day, we, we've been talking a lot about craziness and chaos and confusion today. Um, I, I came across this prayer that I've known for 20-plus years, by composed by Charles Defoucault, the prayer of abandonment. 
and I'd like to read it for you, if I may. Would that be all right? Please. All right. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all the love of my heart, for I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself to surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence, for you are my Father. I mean, talk about a spiritual two-by-four upside the head. It's like, here I am saying, Lord, I need this, I need that, I want this, I need that. And uh, good old Charles here is saying, Lord, I just give you everything I am. And I'm, I'm wondering, Dan, are, are you ready? Like, we talked about this with the Marian consecration yeah. last fall, but are you ready to just give up everything for our Lord? You know, it's hard. It's just hard. You know, um, that sentiment ebbs and flows. You know, some days are you know, better than others. I mean, most of the time I'm asking, um, you know, you know, why did you do this to me? (laughs) You know, what's, what's going on? Um, but, um, again, I'll go back to, uh, there's so much purpose and meaning in, in suffering and, uh, we grow from it. We become stronger from it. Uh, and I love the line in here, uh, to surrender myself into your hands, uh, without reserve, uh, with boundless confidence, right? And so there will be hard times. Um, so how do we uh, – I actually read a story last night, Adam, about a, a seashell, right? It was this fragile little seashell, this delicate little seashell. And it washed up on the shore perfectly without a scratch on it. Well, how does that happen? I mean, it's getting tossed in the waves. It's getting beaten against the sand. And yet it washes up against the shore flawless. Well – because it just surrendered to the movement that was happening around it. That's how it came, you know, together in such perfection on the shore. And so, you know, this prayer sort of reminds me of that story I read last night. I think that, you know, we've got to surrender all of that to be able to, you know, move forward. Yeah, you talk you talk about reserve and uh you know, I know you're you're a bit of a whiskey and a bourbon. Yeah, I am. And Angela, this is, you are this too. Has been known. But I, I think of like you know, I've got my collection at home of of the Irish whiskeys, and like anybody comes over, you can have. If you're of age, uh, you you are welcome to have have some fellowship and have have some whiskey, right? But then uh, for my close friends, I break out what? What do we call it? The special reserve. Like Top every, shelf. Everyone mm-hmm. has almost every distillery has their special. Reserve, and you 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 get out the good stuff, the best for those that you love the most. Um, although sometimes it's fun just to get that out for the the random stranger to offer that kindness, and it's like, Lord, I want to offer you the most precious part of me, the Adam Wright special reserve. Yeah, you know, I'm. This question is so funny because. Are you ready to abandon yourself? I don't know if we're ever ready, but God sure makes us ready. Mm. Um. Ready or not, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think sometimes, like, the, the best prayers that I've had in my life are where I'm literally so beaten down that there is no other option but to say, Lord, you are the Christ, where else should we go? You yeah. know, like, uh, to, to really just say, you know, I I have to abandon myself to you. I have to let whatever happens happen. And so can I choose to trust you on top of that? <laughs> Can I move the position of my heart um, to a way that it's going to be ready to receive more grace instead of just miss what's coming? Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, concrete thing you can do to get ready. Remember the past. Remember the positions where you've been in where you had no choice and how it worked out for you. I mean, like I said, I, I think about those times where, like, literally everything is stripped and I have no choice and, and how the Lord worked. So to when I'm in a position where I'm maybe resisting abandonment to him or his providence or his will that um, it's probably going to work out. <laughs> it's yeah, probably going to help me. <laughs> as you say that, I'm looking at an image on the computer that just popped up of the, the calming of the storm at sea. And, mm-hmm. you know, here's the disciples getting into the boat thinking, oh, it's a beautiful day for a little sail on the Sea of Galilee. Let's mm-hmm. get to the other side. And then <laughs> that goes south. And then they wake up our Lord. and He's like, why'd you wake me up? You know, what, what's the deal here? And Winds. Be quiet. And what were they going to do? Get out of the boat and swim to shore in that? <laughs> exactly. No. They had no choice but to yeah. trust him. But then I bet from that point on, they're like, you know, maybe we just trust him. It, <laughs> it might go a little bit better for us. Uh, that, so there you go. We, Lord, we need you. We're going to take one last break here. And then when we come back, actually, uh, we're going to take another break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about renewal in the midst of all of this. It's an invitation for renewal. So you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We'll be back with you in just a few minutes. You know, Dan, Gabe Jones isn't even here, and I, it's still a fast, fast, fast 60 minutes in Christendom this morning um all right you know we've been talking about things falling apart all morning long and and how we get ready for that either to intentionally invite it or when it just kind of happens on its own and and how we kind of deal with it in the moment but with that is always an invitation for renewal i mean we look at um where we're at seasonally right now all the all the leaves are off the trees the the trees are seemingly dormant or dead the flowers are dead but in what you know, January is almost over in just two short months. Spring will be here. And that it's amazing how our Lord works by taking things apart to put something beautiful together. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious in all of this, do you ever invite the Lord to rework things in your life? And what are the obstacles for you on mm-hmm. that? You know, for me, Angela, I, the honest answer is not really, you know, I mean, I, you know, why would you I'm, want to exactly. I'm usually going, Lord, why, why are you doing this? You know, I finally got a groove and, and it's getting messed up, but this is sort of like the, um, the, you know, the, the pre surrender, right? This puts you in the frame of mind to accept, you know, what, what's going to happen. The, the, the detachment that's needed to be able, if Gabe was here, he would be all, all Ignatian on us right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, you guys both know that, um, you know, I went through a really rough round of cancer about seven years ago. And, you know, a friend asked me, you know, what did you learn? And and I remember giving this, you know, lengthy, pious answer <laughs> and leaving going, man, that answer was terrible. I, <laughs> I, I need a better, I, you know, I need a better answer. You know, and so I pondered it and I realized that I, I learned to forget that I had learned to surrender. See, when, when things start going well again, you learn to forget that you had learned this skill. So, yes. so I came up with, with my tagline, my phrase, my salutation, if you will, that I put on emails, which is renew, surrender, repeat. And, and, and that is kind of, that brings me back to that conversation with my friend that I I'm constantly need to be renewing, which means I need to continue to surrender and I need to just, it's like shampoo, right? 
man, I I don't know if I could beat that, but it it is really good to remember that and it and how easy it is to get back in our groove. And if we don't ask for the renewal, if we don't continually ask for the healing cuz we we default to our sinful nature. We default to not trusting God, which is the result of the sin that that's in our lives and the sin that's in this world. But yeah, I don't know if I can top that. Um inviting the Lord to rework things in your life. It sometimes seems like the only time we do that is when we're in suffering. And if I, we're in a constant state of suffering, it's kind of easier to to just keep asking for healing. But yeah, when we're when we're uh, in a groove, how do we remind ourselves to do that without some sort of like visual reminder, like your email tag or whatever? I like that a lot. But yeah. Well, this is where those those everyday moments in the uh, the battlefield of life can be great training grounds for us. Like I was at the grocery store the other day, and it was just this very awkward. There were two lines going, and um, Actually, it was at the the gas station. There were two lines going, and all of us had been waiting in line a long time. And then someone starts a new line, and the the poor cashier has no idea what's going on. He's like, "All right, you come on up," and we're all like, "Well, wait a minute, we we all been waiting here." And I'm like, you know what? That that's what it is. You, why? What good does it do me to get worked up over this? Just let it go. Mm-hmm. And those little daily things of letting it go help with the big, big yeah, things. Yeah, the practice is so, huge. Uh, speaking of letting it go, we're going to let go of the idea that there's going to be a snow day today. Uh, I, I tease kids. If you're still in the car driving to school, <laughs> hold not hope. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not happening. But let's go to Mike Roberts for a more check of the weather, and uh, let's get some encouragement from Patty Schneier today, too. Today, we're going to have flurries in the morning, some sun in the afternoon. It'll be breezy and cooler than yesterday with a high of 28 degrees and 14 degrees cooler than the normal high. Tonight, even colder, partly cloudy with a low of 8. Saturday and Sunday, lots of sun both days, a high near 40 on Saturday, 42 on Sunday. And we're watching midweek next week. There will be a powerful weather system coming through the Midwest with rain on Wednesday that could bring us snow on Thursday. We will keep you posted. It's been a wonderful week of daily doses of encouragement, learning about favorite prayers with Patty Schneier. Patty, what do we have to wrap up this week? Our final prayer for the week, again, we've been just sharing prayers. So the Litany of Humility, the Prayer of Abandonment by Charles de Foucauld, the Sushipe Prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola, Bookmark Prayer by St. Teresa of Avila. And today's final prayer for the week is the Anima Christi prayer. It's a prayer after communion. It's also one of my favorite prayers that I was able to memorize because, again, it's been made into music by one of my favorite Catholic singers, Donna Corey Gibson. She sings this prayer. But here are the words of the prayer. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Water from the sight of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. Oh, good Jesus, hear me. Within your wounds, hide me. Never let me be permitted to be separated from you. From the wicked foe, defend me at the hour of my death. Call me and bid me come to you that with all your saints, I may praise you forever and ever. Amen. And again, there's, it's just such a beautiful prayer. But when I pray this prayer after communion, when we've just received our Lord in the Eucharist, body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. Man, just let that blood of Christ fill me, right? Let me be filled with the blood of Christ. And water from the side of Christ, wash me. And then the passion of Christ is our strength. We need in times of weakness, sometimes you just need to say, passion of Christ, strengthen me. 
and you will have the strength of Jesus Christ at your beck and call. The strength that got him through the passion is the same strength that he wants to give us. So sometimes I love that image of just passion of Christ strengthen me. That's probably my favorite line. When you need strength, pray this prayer and our Lord will come to you and give you his almighty strength. So sing this prayer, pray this prayer, memorize this prayer, make it your own and let it be one of your favorite prayers. It has been a fantastic week of daily doses of encouragement talking about these favorite prayers. Patty, thank you for being with us and sharing your favorite prayers with us. a.m., ladies and gentlemen, on this Friday morning, January 28th. For whatever reason, I almost said August, and it is certainly not August out there. It is, uh, we are are nowhere near August this morning, so... um, it's, it's cold like all, no it's not cold. <laughs> as fast as this uh you know 60 minutes of christendom has gone by it's not august yet <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's, we're not there slow down there adam um as we do come to a close today you know we, we want to talk about a couple things here to wrap up um first and foremost we're we're one month into the new year so when we convene next week friday next week will be first friday for saturday which i i want to say this is a great opportunity to start thinking about this now um if you've never done the first Friday, first Saturday devotions, I always think February is a great starting point because we get like there's so much going on with Christmas and New Year's when we do it in January that it's just hard to have one more thing. So this is the time. Start getting ready. Carve out your Friday morning. Don't wait for us to tell you next Friday morning to carve out Friday morning. Have your plan. You're going to listen to the Roadmap Roundup at 7 as you drive to 8 o'clock mass. And we'll put all the important stuff up front. You know, it's all important, but we'll, we'll make sure you have something good before you go into Mass. Do your first Friday devotions. Do your first Saturday devotions. You want to talk about letting go of things so that God can work amazing things in your life? Start with those. Start with that daily rosary. That's number, uh, that's number one thing I'm going to share right now as we wrap up today. Uh, number two, little areas for detachment every day. Oh, darn, somebody took the last bag of chips, and I really wanted the chips. That is an opportunity for sanctification so when the big things come along, it's a lot easier to be detached if we practice being detached from the little things. And so even at the gas station convenience store, there is an opportunity for detachment. Um, I do want to remind everybody before we sign off today, if you're listening in the St. Louis metro area, uh, we have a, a special program at 3.30 this afternoon talking about all things new. And uh, so tune in for that. You can, you can learn about what's going on. And uh, finally, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Deacon Jerry Quinn, uh, who was my junior theology teacher in high school at St. Louis U High. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful man, great teacher. Really, you know, I take ownership of my faith because of him. Um, He was one of those teachers that said, Adam, this is what the church teaches. Do you believe it or not? Yes or no? Get off the fence. Stop, uh, Stop meandering decide are you going to commit to what you believe or not anyway uh, deacon quinn received the pro ecclesiae at pontifice cross for a long career in church ministry there's a great article about it on the st louis reviews website but uh, first man to win it in the archdiocese or be awarded you don't win it it's not a competition and second person to be awarded since 1986 or first person to be awarded since 1986 in st louis uh, and I, I gotta say for the impact he made on my life i'm glad i'm glad he was honored 
Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady Queen of Peace, pray for us. us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray Pray for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to the Roadmap Roundup on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. We'll be back with you Monday looking at Candlemas. If you don't know what it is, you'll have to tune in. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Angela Miller. I'm Dan Vonderhaar. Pray your rosary today.